Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Easter Monday. That's what we call it. And yet no one was working today. Unless you have a job in radio. Oh. <laughs> Should have gone to a bank and got a job. Uh, that is the voice of uh, Andy Stinton, who's a small business guy. Hello. Hello. How are you? It's lovely to see you. It's Looking lovely spectacular to tonight. I'm sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You didn't have to dress up in that formal gown. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, they get people asking me about my gowns. Well, I don't wear gowns. No, but the bunny outfit, you look kind of silly. The bunny outfit I do wear. Uh, And Michael Diamond, who you know, of course, from Upstream Strategy Group. Hello there. Hello, and I vow to not be offensive tonight. (laughs) That that would be nice. No great... uh, I vow to not be offensive on radio tonight. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, let's let's start with the. Uh, we've got a couple of big heavy headlines. I was just talking to Matthew Fisher, who's a former war correspondent, about this attack, this uh, terror attack in Sri Lanka, right on Easter. Two hundred ninety murdered, hundreds of others injured. Um, you know, we had real condemnation, a real backlash, certainly when we saw the attack in New Zealand, rightly so. And yet, when we get these attacks, and we know, Michael, that churches and Christian groups are under attack. We don't get the same, um, you know, disgust or the same anger. And today, you know, you look for reaction from the world. United Nations hasn't said a word. No emergency sessions, no condemnation, nothing. You know, if uh, people are murdered praying at a synagogue or murdered praying at a mosque, and if the commentary on it is that there's nothing so heinous as to kill someone while they're at a house of worship, the same would hold true, be it at a church and be it white people at a church or brown people at a church or anyone at a church. You know, a, a attack on a house of worship to practitioners who are are there to pray, especially on the most holy time for that community, is a very heinous crime. And uh, the condemnation should be equal to what we saw a few weeks ago with the tragedy in New Zealand or Quebec City or or the uh, synagogue in Pennsylvania. Uh, these are disgusting acts. And this isn't really, there's, there's no debate here, frankly. Well, there should be. But then be. you have Hillary Clinton coach her language very proper, very carefully to uh, not say Christian. Well, yeah, and, and, and you should, but we have Christian churches under attack all the time, Andy, and I think people just say, well, you know, it happens over in that part of the world. Oh, well, no, it shouldn't happen in any part of the world, in any house of worship of any religion, period. Well, it, it shouldn't happen, and, and let's, it, it's it's horrible, it's heinous, it's everything. You started to squeak again. Um, that was me. Oh, sorry. But here's why I think nobody's reacting, because most people in the world, they know about Paris they know about London. They know about Quebec. But who has ever been to Syria on their holiday? Sri Lanka. And, but look, there were a lot of a lot of tourists. British yeah, but most people don't identify with that. They don't understand what Sri Lankan people are. They have have no bond or connection with them generally. Where everybody knows an Italian or a French guy or whatever. I think it's just that you don't guys. It was the same with Rwanda. Look at what happened there. But nobody connects with those countries because. We don't know anything about them. Well, I think it's just that a says more about thing. us than uh, than it does. I mean, yeah, you know what? We should be as outraged over a murder anywhere in the world or an act of terrorism anywhere in the world. I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong, Andy, but I think that uh, to Alex's point says a lot uh, about about us. That yeah, I think correct. it does yeah. too. That we were just kind of like, oh well, it happens there. That to me is just we're going backwards. Do you think everything we're just numbed? I mean, there's well, so we were, much but, of But it. again, this is the thing. We're numbed to it when it happened in New Zealand. We're, we're not numbed to it when it happened in New Zealand. There was real shock. Uh, and I heard about this yesterday. I thought, oh, good God, are you kidding me? We should be as shocked. It's, it's, it's as heinous, if not worse, because there was 300 killed. 
You yeah, know, I, like, I mean, there's, 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 there's nothing you can expand on on that. It, it, yeah. It's a horrible thing, and and it's it's just getting too repetitive. There is there isn't a week that goes by. I mean, you had Notre Dame, which was a catastrophe. You've had all of these shootings all over the world, and it just becomes a regular thing in New Zealand. You go, oh, I'm sorry, and the next time you become just a little less sensitive to it, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, well, got to change that then. Um, CBC Radio Canada. The show Tout Le Monde a Parlé, well, it ended its season with what they called a real hit, and they invited special guest Omar Cotter on uh, to a standing ovation uh, to talk all about his quest, which is dreaming of this ordinary life. And so he was asked a few questions. One of them was about that cash settlement, to which he answered this. I think this settlement is not only for me, it's for every Canadian to a degree to ensure that our government does not participate in torturing its citizens. So I know some people might be offended by it, uh, but I think it's, it's for all of us. You know, Andy, I'll start with you on this, because it's one thing to to feel some kind of empathy for him as a child soldier, or, or there will be those who still see him as a victim. I do not, just to be very clear. I do not see him as a victim. But on the same... You know, to to put him on a show and give him a platform where he's given a standing ovation and is being made kind of into a celebrity to me is just it's it's not even I can't it's not just ass backwards. It's just it should not have happened. I I agree with you, but that's the society we live in today. Everybody gets the 10 minutes of fame. Everybody. That's the CBC. They they work for us. They should know better. But don't get me started on the CBC because they shouldn't exist in my opinion. But that's a whole other story. But it's anybody can be a celebrity these days. I mean, you look at Trump. He's president. Trump Trump didn't kill anybody. He's been a celebrity for 30 years. He didn't kill anybody. Omar's not a He killed somebody. He's a convicted terrorist. I understand that. What got me was, let's look at this settlement about Canadian people. What a bunch of bunny poo. Hmm. That was see how I got that in there. It was like mm. in themed post Easter. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes, Good one. Like it? Thank uh, you. It's hard to agree with Andy, but I think he hit the nail on the head multiple times in his commentary there. Um, Mr. Cotter wants to have a normal life. Don't go on TV. Don't do an interview. Don't go act. Well, you would think. Don't go act like you're a celebrity. And even for those people who have a misplaced sympathy for Mr. Cotter, and I certainly think that sympathy is very misplaced because he is not deserving of our sympathy. This is a man who killed someone and has shown no contrition. But even those who have this misplaced sympathy for him, and they are everywhere Mm -hmm. in downtown Toronto, uh, probably the rest of the country too, this should be offensive to them because celebrating this man, you know, let him go have a normal life if that's what you want. If you think that he was a victim and a child soldier, but to celebrate him, to bring him out to a standing ovation is offensive, is offensive to the the memory of Mr. Spears. Do we have that clip, Mike, of the, the was one pundit at the desk and here's what he this is how he summed up mr cotter from what i see right now i see a strong willing man mm-hmm. and like i still can't i don't know you're amazing well remember you're um, you're amazing not only yeah he's he went seriously? on yeah and well and remember there's a leader of a party in the House of Commons of Canada who I'm not going to quote her verbatim because it would uh, kick the uh, five second delay in here but she said that Mr. Cotter has more class than the whole blank cabinet and uh, just uh, shocking this hero worship for this man who is a murderer is 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 un-Canadian. I, I mean, I get why you put him on. I, it's good sensationalism to put him no, on no, the no, TV no. show. But what I get, I, I can I can live with that. No, no, but no. no I, you have a responsibility at some point. If you're going to put him on your platform. It. No, 
if, if the CBC were going to put him on for an interview, they should have asked him some hard questions for one. Two, you don't treat him like he's like, you know, God's gift to the world. Like That's what fascinates me. The audience, forget the CBC, the audience stood up and gave him a standing ovation. That's the bit that offends me Misplaced more than sympathy. anything. But, but let's flip this around. And if it was somebody... Carla Homolka. Carla, well, they, if Ezra Levent hosted Carla Homolka, Canada would be erupting. And albeit, they would be albeit right it was Quebec her. where she gave her first interview as well. But again, would you... I mean, we don't put these people on stages to give them, um, you know, celebrity because they don't deserve it. He, he is in that. He killed somebody. I just don't think any. I don't care. He got his 10 million. You got your apology. Go away. But look at these jailhouse interviews that they do. There's always somebody. I don't know there's a Boston Strangler, whoever was left. And they get massive. Right I don't mind about that. I'm oh, talking about. Well, then? because if it's an informative and trying to get information, that to me is educational. But if you're just hauling someone out to give them a standing ovation and tell them how wonderful they are. And I, that that's not informative. That's just, you know, giving celebrity celebrity where it doesn't deserve. Yeah, and he's welcome to have his side of the story told. He just should stop saying that he wants to have a normal life while seeking uh, the spotlight. We got our counterpoint in place. We got Andy Stinton tonight and Michael Diamond. Um, Ukrainians head to the polls and uh, elect a comedian with absolutely zero political experience. And Mr. Zelensky has taken more than 73% of the vote away from incumbent Petro Poroshenko, uh, who trails way behind. And I know it sounds funny. However, there are actually very serious issues facing Ukraine, which one of them would be uh, Russia would like to take it uh, over. But, you know, it's a huge rejection of the political class, Michael. But again, um, Ukrainians might want to send a message. I'm just not sure that this might have been the smartest plan. Well, look, comedians are highly intelligent people. Uh, you do need some generally. experience. And, no? and this yeah. man is, in, in addition <laughs> yeah. to being a uh, comedian, he is also a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the folks voted for him. I'd rather have a lawyer comedian than a failed businessman who lost money running a casino running my country. So perhaps there's hope. I mean, uh, if you look at Ukraine since about, I think it was 2004, 2005, when there was a very nasty election where the Russians certainly uh, mm-hmm. uh, tip, dipped their uh, toes into the water there between, I believe it was uh, Yanukovych and uh, Poroshenko, uh, Ukraine's been a mess. Uh, everything they've been doing hasn't worked. Maybe, maybe we need some levity and a nice joke and a comedian who's also a lawyer. And a small tap dance too. Why don't they just go for tap? You notice there's a theme tonight. Alex is cons- constantly befuddled by people being celebrities getting into positions of power. No, no, I, I'm and, not. And this I'm, is another example. I'm not. Su- I'm not surprised by it. I'm just. I do recognize that you know we do. They do have some very, very big issues going on there that he's going to have to deal with. Like the election's over, he's got to govern now. And I, I, look, I'm not one. I would love it if we had really great politicians who were not politicians. I'm not. I'm not a fan of career politicians. So again, if he can do it, all the power to him. But this, this isn't a training course. You don't no. get to be a training course as president or prime minister of a country, especially when you're at a, a sort of quasi-Cold War invasion with Russia next right. door. And, you know, Putin's got a bit more experience. I, it scares and the hell out of in, me. He's also insane. What, who, Putin? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever told him that? I don't need to. No, I think I think they've got a hell of a problem mm-hmm. there. But the good thing is, he it, you say he's qualified, Michael? Well, he's a, he's no, a, a he's a qualified. He played... A president yeah. on a TV show, so he's got lots of qualifications. There you go. That's all it takes. Um, as we all, you know, sweat out the deadline of our tax returns, um, the CRA in 2018 
wrote off $133 million in what has been called the largest write-off of a private uh, taxpayer. It's not clear if this is a person or if this is actually a corporation. There's some speculation it could be a um, subsidy or a loan that was given to Chrysler in the very same month because that was forgiven by the uh, finance minister, Bill Morneau. It just happens to be that same month. We don't know, Andy, where this money uh, or who it belonged to, but don't you kind of think we should? Oh, I, mean, I think we should, without a doubt. I mean, it's excise tax or something. It's it's not income tax from what I read. Do I think we should know? Damn right we should know. The only I, reason we know is because the CBC did a, a access to information. That's the only way we ever find anything out is if the media, you know, gets a treasure trove in something that they've said. But even if from. they were completely transparent, who's going to go pouring through CRA records to go, you know? people that file uh, FOI requests. So well, look, we the CRA, just... I mean, I don't know who you've talked to, but the CRA is is going after everyday business owners like, like nothing we've ever seen. They don't care about the people in the Panama Papers. They're going after kind of middle class, small business owners for every nickel, dime, or whatever they can get out of them. And then you've got something like this, $133 million just kind of written off. Yeah, it's the people's money. So the people, this is a debt to the people of Canada, so the people of Canada have a right to know more about this issue. I suppose it was just lost in the shuffle, just like when Mr. Morneau forgot to declare his villa <laughs> yeah. and the uh, company that owns Oh, that I forgot villa. I had that little villa. villa. So, so, the thing uh, is, you look at it, though, I, I mean, can I get upset? No, not particularly. I can. It's, what it's gets just, you upset? Huh? What gets you upset? It Your does. shirt. You look like you. It looks like something from a picnic that I you put on the ground. If he bought it with his money, I don't care what he wears. Okay? <laughs> what upsets me? Quite a bit, but but the government mishandling money, nah. Really? Because I, I expect you just hand it, it over and because just there's like... nothing we can do. Do you think that if we suddenly oh get, oh my god, let's elect a comedian. What's CRA, Mr. Stinton needs an audit. He'll just hand it all over to you there. He's I'll an just, easy one. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Go file your taxes! <laughs> I didn't think that's how that was going to end. Well, that was our environment climate change, Mr. Catherine McKenna, who uh, at Earth Day celebrations today was very excited about the taxes. Just take a listen. You need to be explaining to everyone, go file your taxes! It's exciting! You can go knock on a door with our card and you can say, hey, have you filed your taxes yet? Yep. What? She's sober, what, too. What the hell was that about? You don't know that. That's no, an assumption. Well, no, she was at an, that was at a, a Earth Hour event where they were talking about their rebate, I guess, and she is super excited. I find it a bit strange. No? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's bizarre. just don't either us know what to say. I'm just looking at it going, <laughs> who goes to an Earth Day and goes... Usually when somebody elects uh, somebody that's odd you'd think that the residents of x riding know what they're doing by sending her to ottawa but she represents the riding where the parliament building is so they didn't even get rid of her from the neighborhood it's exciting <laughs> no it's not she's standing there going on about carbon taxes she's the gift the that keeps giving because i heard that end, clip and goes, i was like go pay your taxes i mean you know and you wonder why i'm not surprised that the government loses 133 million these are our representatives they're not good I'm going to run for parliament in... Oh, can we talk about raccoons? Yes, we can. I want to. All right. Um, <laughs> a Toronto Star columnist 
getting a lot of heat over uh, a, a column she wrote titled, I Stabbed a Raccoon, Don't Do That. Long and short of this hideous piece, which I did not read because I, uh, this is one person that I can't read uh, or bring myself to read, is that the uh, neighbor was having an encounter with uh, a masked bandit. It was very aggressive, and I guess Miss Malik decided to go out and uh, try to, to fend her neighbor and plunged a dessert fork into the little trash bandit. Didn't kill it. Uh, but boy, Michael, did it ever anger animal rights activists. And, and far be it from me to defend the woman, but, you know. Well, usually Heather Malik's angering folks like you and I, Alex, so I'm glad to <laughs> well, hear. Well, she blocked me a long time me ago. Me too, so. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear that she's angering other people now. Uh, you know, but the cruelty she showed to that poor raccoon is no different than the <laughs> cruelty. The cruelty that she has shown to readers she of that She still stabbed it. Oh, for so many years. tried to stab a raccoon? No, I have not. And I, I know, I, I actually, <laughs> as much as I have a whole bunch of them that live out back, and they go in my garbage every single day. I cleaned up after them again today. And you know what? I think they're cute. They annoy the hell out of me. They make a mess for me to clean up. And they're part of my neighborhood. And stay. do you want to stay away? Because just, they're I live right just across the road from Glen Abbey. And I, I literally had war with these raccoons. I had motion-activated sprinklers to make them go away. But all they did was bring shampoo, you know. Uh, <laughs> I... I <laughs> I had a war with this thing. I even imported coyote pee to get rid of them. <laughs> but they... No, I did. You come, If you put coyote pee out, okay. it will get rid of them. I will take it. I will take your word for it, okay? By coyote pee. The thing is, it I, stinks up your garden. I, well, there you go. But I can see why she... It came... The raccoon came at her. She had to defend herself, and she had... It didn't come to her. She came out of her house and made her... Pu- she had a dessert She fork. went she into the, the battle. Okay? And she went into the battle with a dessert fork. Why didn't she just mind her own business and stay because in her dessert? Because it was screaming. She heard a noise. She went outside. Well, go inside, everybody, and the you thing will go away. No, I would not have. I'd, I'd do your thing i see it's them all exciting. the time <laughs> file your taxes <laughs> okay you wouldn't defend your neighbors and the andy would you knock on your neighbor's door to remind them to file their taxes <laughs> the raccoons don't bug my neighbors they only bug me because i've got the best garbage oh oh how's that how's that for elitist there you go well because i have like all this cake of stuff lately okay all right i gotta go i'm getting in trouble uh andy stinton thank you michael diamond thank you thank appreciate you. I hope you it. don't get mugged on the way home by a raccoon uh, they're my that's friends. an awful thing to say they're i said i hope friends. she doesn't even mentioning it, you're sick no, they, they like me they like me all right guys thank you very much we're on point on global news radio You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.